Ladies and gentlemen, I've held back a lot. As much as I go off, I've held back a lot over the years. Not anymore. I'm not holding back. I'm sick and tired of that nonsense. I'm about to undress a few folks. Not by name. But I'm about to undress a few folks with that mode of thinking. Here I come. Buckle up. And I want to warn y'all. These words are not the words of ESPN. They're mine. Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, April 23rd. Although you might be listening to this on Monday because we are going to release this episode a little bit early because we're getting it done so early. Um, as always, I'm your host, Travis Karcheski, joined here by Truman Karcheski. How's it going, guys? So we are also presented by Dee's Home Cuts, as you know, uh, our guy Dom at Dee's Home Cuts. What today is, is it is a full show dedicated to a mock draft. Me and Truman are going to go through picks 1 through 32, giving our mock drafts, giving our takes about each player we have selected. We have our mock drafts in front of us, um, and we're just going to go through, like I said, pick 1 through 32, and give you a little bit of line about each player. We did this last year with Zach, if you remember, but we did this the day of the draft, which I'm pretty sure nobody listened to, because we did it at like four o'clock, like two hours before the draft started, and I'm pretty sure nobody, you know, was like listened to it. Or when they did, um, by the time they did get to listen to it, the draft was already over, and you realize that the mock draft was absolutely busted, because that's what mock drafts are. It's stuff for guys. Guys love doing them. It's one of the funnest things to do in April. But here's the thing. About 99% of all mock drafts will be busted very quickly because trades happen quickly. Nobody can predict trades. Predicting trades is one of the hardest things to do, and it's very difficult. So we're just going to go through. I don't have any trades in mind because I think it's easier just to do straight up and just pray to God that you at least get a certain percentage of it, right? Do you have trades in yours? No, I do not. Okay, so we're just going to go through base 1 through 32 it's gonna be busted we already know that but we're gonna give you what we think uh would happen or should happen if the draft board falls a certain way so let's start probably one of the most contested number one picks the last couple of years going into the offseason nick bosa was gonna be the guy everybody thought he'd be the guy but then cliff kingsbury was hired at arizona the clip of kyler murray talking about how cliff kingsbury talking about how Kyler Murray would be the number one pick in the draft if he had it, and now he does have it. Is it going to change? Um, I think so. I think he takes Kyler Murray in this draft. I think they ship Josh Rosen in this draft to some sort of team, um, and I think Kyler Murray is taken with the number one pick. I'm going to go right with you. Number one overall, I have Kyler Murray. Um, I think <clears throat> Cardinals are going in a new, du- new direction, and they made that obvious um, with uh, hiring Cliff Kingsbury in the offseason. Um, you know, firing Steve Wilkes after one year. They're not afraid to make changes. They're not afraid to make changes after one year. Uh, so I definitely see them going with Kyler Murray. Um, he's going to fit that system so well um, with Cliff Kingsbury and the new era Cardinals. So I think they do go get Cliff's guy and take Kyler Murray number one overall. All right, next pick then with the 49ers. If they take Kyler Murray overall number one, I think Bosa's the best player available on that board. I think he's the best player in this draft. I think he's the most polished player in this draft. Obviously, I'm biased coming from, you know, watching him play versus on Ohio State. Easily one of the most dominant pass rushers I've seen. I think he was better than Joey Bosa coming out. Um, so I think he goes higher than his brother, and the 49ers take him at two. I agree. Um, you know, I could definitely see Quinn Williams going here. As many people think he's one of the best players 
um, overall and a lot of, and, you know, and it's been a while, uh, you know, like to hear a name like Quinn Williams, um, you know, uh, you know, people do think he's one of the best overall players the draft's seen in a while, like I said, uh, but I think Nick Bosa's the pick here. Um, 49ers need a pass rush, you know, he could be the best overall player, you know, you could think of it like that, but I just think um, it, it, it fills a need for them as well, uh, so I think Nick Bosa will be the guy there too. All right, three Jets. Uh, I see them trading this pick. I think they could easily trade this pick, but again, I'm not doing any trades here. There have been rumors thrown around that they're going to trade it, um, but I think they stay, and if they stay, I think they take Josh Allen, the edge rusher out of Kentucky, best edge rusher in the draft, most polished pass edge rusher in the draft, um, and edge rushers transform an entire defense. They can take your defense from complete shit to actually really, really good if you get a solid pass rusher, and uh, I think Josh Allen... He's worked his ass off the last couple of years to get to where he is, uh, and I think he continues that when he gets drafted by the Jets at three. Uh, I think uh, this is another pick that we agree on. Uh, I'm sure once we get to the later in the first round, we'll be disagreeing. Uh, but I, I agree. Josh Allen's my overall favorite player in the draft, and you know if Green Bay wanted to package some, package some picks and go out and get him, I would be really, really jacked up. But I don't see that happening. And I see the Jets taking Josh Allen here. Uh, you know, this is another one, like I said, Quinn Williams, probably the best overall player in the draft, but this is a need for the Jets. They need a pass rush. Um, you know, they've got some interior guys, you know, like Leonard Williams, uh, so they don't necessarily need a Quinn Williams. Uh, so I think they draft for need here and take, in one in my opinion, probably my favorite player in the draft in Josh Allen. All right, number four, we got the Raiders. One of three first-round picks in this draft. Uh, Mike Mack's first pick as a GM, I think he takes Quinn Williams. Um, he didn't really stand out that much his first couple years at Alabama, but his last year he bursted onto the scene, had a fantastic combine. There are rumors that some people value him more than Josh Allen, more than Nick Bosa. Um, and you add an interior pass rush, you can stop almost any team in the NFL. It really screws up quarterbacks, and the Raiders could use that on their defensive line. They don't have a ton on that defensive line, and I think adding a potential game-changer like Quinn Williams would make sense here for Mike Mayock and John Grude. Mike Mayock, number four overall pick. I think if he sees Quinn Williams there, the card will be sent right in uh, directly. I think it, with the Raiders, I think it's best overall player. And I think Quinn Williams is by far the best overall player at this pot, at this spot. Um, so I think Mike Mayock and John Gruden will be drooling at the fact that they would get um, you know that big Nick Saban guy in the building. Uh, so I think this is an easy pick for Oakland Raiders at four, um, and I think it'll be a really exciting time. All right, five we got the Buccaneers. I think this is where we'll start to differ a little bit. Um, I have them taking uh, Devin White from LSU. They lost Kwan Alexander this year. You know, he had ACL injury. They haven't had a true leader on that defense for a while. Devin White brings that speed, brings that tenacity that they could really use there uh, in Tampa Bay. I think the Buccaneers are at a unique spot this year. This is the year where they kind of decide between Jameis because, you know, they have to pick up his option or not after this year. So um, I think a defense could help him, adding a good player like Devin White, an absolute game changer. A bit of a shock to go in the top five. I don't think a lot of people would say that. Um, he's not the most talented player available on the board at this point, but he is definitely one of the best players, and he fits a perfect need for the Buccaneers at five. Now, you said we were going to disagree. We don't. I have Devin White there as well. Um, 
It's I all think, right. I think he's a you know I think he's a game changing player. I think that he fills a need for the Buccaneers. He fills a need for that defense. He fills a need um, for Todd Bowles um, down there as he's the new defense coordinator. Uh, they just need talent. Uh, but this is a spot where I could definitely see a trade because the Buccaneers need drastic secondary help. As I think I've talked about it on this show before, uh, they need they need secondary bad. So I could see them trading back into the mid-teens um, and taking a guy like Greedy Williams or Murphy. Uh, but, you know, I just don't, in my mock drafts, do trades. Uh, so I could, I'm could. i just going to stay here and let them pick uh, Devin White and fill a drastic need as well. All right, six Giants. Giants have had a lot of heat the last couple of weeks. Nobody knows what they're going to do, where they're going to go here. Daniel Jones has been looked at a lot at 17. So they could take best player available here on the board. I think everything that has come out the last couple of weeks has just been complete smoke and mirrors for the Giants. I think they stay with where everybody thinks they should stay, and they take the best quarterback in this draft, the best pro prospect in this draft, and Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins threw 50 touchdowns last year. The Giants need to move on from Eli. It's going to be tough. I realize that. He's a very um, big fan favorite in New York, but Dwayne Haskins is the heir apparent there. They've had the last couple of years. They should have took quarterback last year. They're going to do it this year and fix a mistake that they made last year, and I think they take Haskins at six. I agree. Um, as we stay the same, uh, Haskins, I, I, I completely agree that you said that it's all been smoke and mirrors. I just think there's no possible way the Giants, if the Giants pass up on Haskins, I'm going to be absolutely baffled. Uh, I just think I'm a big, you know, as much as I hate Ohio State, I'm a big Haskins fan, and I think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback. And I think that uh, I think the Giants would be really, really dumb to not pick their future here with Dwayne Haskins. I wouldn't even want to wait on a guy like Daniel Jones down at 17. Go get your guy right now. Go get the best overall quarterback, in my opinion, and pick Haskins, and um, you will see a bright future in New York. Seven Jaguars. They... What I saw here is I think what they really need the most is a playmaker. They need a wide receiver. They need some sort of playmaker. But I don't see any of these wide receivers uh, as tight as uh, top 10 picks um, at all. I don't see any of these guys going in the top 10. So I think they stay here, and I think they pick up on that offensive line. They take Jawan Taylor out of Florida. They stay with Flor- They stay in Florida, um, and they take him. He's, he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. Uh, very versatile, can play both sides of the ball, both sides of the tackle position, not both sides of the ball. Um, that offensive line's been beat up the last couple years. They signed Nick Foles to a big contract. Go out there and protect him with Jawan Taylor at seven. Screw it. I'm going to get a little fancy here. We're going to disagree for the first time. All right, and let's see what you can do. I think Jacksonville, uh, they need a wide receiver badly. Uh, and I could definitely see this being another spot where a trade-up is um, – in play, they trade back into the teens, get a wide receiver, everything is happy. I also think that Juwan Taylor could be an easy pick here. Consistent pick. If I was Jacksonville, I'd probably take Juwan Taylor. It's consistent. He's the best offensive lineman in the draft. They need offensive lineman badly. Easy pick. But I think Ed Oliver wow. in that defense with Clayus Campbell um, would be a great pick. Um, so I'm going to take Ed Oliver here. I think it could be what they think is the best player available uh, type of situation. And, you know, he adds to an already pretty damn good defense. And, you know, a lot of people think Ed Oliver should be a top overall player in this draft, um, which I agree with. And I think, um, you know, the Jaguars brass uh, would be looking for best player available. And they could go with Ed Oliver here and really make their defense stacked. Okay. 
Let's go eight then. Lions. Um, Detroit. They lost. Well, I don't really. Where is Ziggy on to at? Uh, not signed anywhere. He's not signed anywhere. He's he was a bust. They need a pass rusher. They had, really don't have anybody. They signed Trey Flowers, who's going to help a little bit. But go out there and get Montez Sweat, one of the most physical. Um, uh, I guess you could say outliers in this draft. One of the biggest. Probably has the best body in terms of the pass rusher. He had a fantastic combine. He did great for Mississippi State. Go out there and fix. You, your secondary is a little beat up. The way to fix your secondary is either go get good secondary players or get a good pass rush. And I think that's what they'll do there. And pair Trey Flowers with Montez Sweat in Detroit. So number eight, Montez Sweat to Detroit. I agree. Uh, there's concern out of Detroit. Or out of Detroit. Out of the you know, draft scouts and draft experts about Montez Sweat's heart condition, uh, but he's been cleared by everything, cleared by Mississippi State, cleared by info representatives. Uh, so I think Detroit would definitely love to make this pick. Uh, obviously, he had an amazing combine. He was very productive in his uh, games at uh, Mississippi State, and he had a really productive last year here. Uh, so I think Detroit, this is an easy pick. They need pass rush bad. Uh, so, you know, to get after quarterbacks in that division, you know, like, it's a very talented quarterback division. Obviously, is you have Aaron Rodgers, uh, Mr. Trubisky, you know, and um, Kirk Cousins. So to get to get after those guys is key, and uh, Montez Sweat would add to that. All right, where are we at here? Nine Bills. Bills could go a lot of different ways here. Ed Oliver's on the board for me. I think that would make a lot of sense. But let's go with a guy, a little bit of a shock here. Let's go with Sean Gary out of Michigan, number one player in the country coming out of high school. He wasn't. Uh, he didn't really live up to that number one uh, player in the country hype at Michigan, but he did show some flashes. The Bills could use some help on defense. They haven't really had you know, anybody there with sort of an attitude for a while. Um, I think the Bills could use a lot of different weapons here. They could use some weapons for Josh Allen. They could do a lot of different things, but I think Gary makes sense. Go get a pass rush, a guy you can play almost anywhere on that defensive line, and go get Rashawn Gary out of Michigan. Uh, I think Juwan Taylor here is an easy pick for Buffalo. Um, they need they, the talk around Buffalo has always been they need offensive line, they need to protect Josh Allen, they need to protect protect their franchise quarterback. Uh, while this could be another spot where there's a trade um, because they need a wide receiver badly, you know they could trade back into the teens, get the wide receiver if he's happy. Uh, but I could see them definitely drafting uh, Juwan Taylor. Uh, I think he is a great fit in Buffalo. Um, he's a grinder, one of the best offensive linemen in the draft. And I think Buffalo would be great um, to add, uh, you know, a solid offensive lineman in, you know, that uh, cold weather where they want to run the ball and they want to give Josh Allen as much help as need as need be. All right, Tim, we'll go Broncos. They signed Joe Flacco in the offseason. Joe Flacco's not the answer there for a long time. They're going to need somebody who can sit behind Joe Flacco and learn the playbook. Uh, Joe Flacco's probably one of the best quarterbacks to sit behind because he has so much experience um, and he could help out you know, a young guy. I think Drew Locke makes a lot of sense here for the Broncos. John Elway has had a lot of trouble drafting quarterbacks. Go out there, do one more swing at a first-round pick and take Drew Locke and see if he can take your franchise to the next level in a couple years. Joe Flacco's not the answer there. And I think they'd be making a huge mistake to not take a quarterback uh, in this draft. And I think Drew Locke's the best quarterback available on this board as the way it falls. So Drew Locke to 10 to the Broncos. Uh, as much as I would agree with you and say that the Broncos need to take a quarterback, I don't think they are. I think John Elway is a little funky when it comes to that stuff and taking quarterbacks. Now, if Haskins fell, maybe it'd be a different story. Maybe the Broncos are all in on Haskins and they could be a team that trades up. I don't know. 
Um, but we'll see. Um, I have them taking TJ Hawkinson, uh, the first tight end off the board here. Uh, add talent to that offense. Um, give Joe Flacco some weapons. People believe this guy is going to be the next George Kittle. Um, they believe he's going to be the next Gronkowski. Um, I'm hearing great things out of Iowa from the, both these tight ends. I'm both going very high. Uh, so I think TJ Hawkinson to the Broncos here is an easy pick for Joe or for John Elway and the Broncos brass. All right, 11, Bengals. Uh, they are in love with Dwayne Haskins. I've heard uh, Billy Price, Ohio State guy, has been campaigning for them to draft him. Um but I don't think, you know, Dwayne Haskins doesn't fall here. I don't think they want to reach. Now that three quarterbacks are off the board, I don't believe they need to reach for a guy like Daniel Jones. So I think they help out that defense a little bit. Um, our guy, Lou. Um, Anarumo. Anarumo, the new defensive coordinator there. They take Devin Bush out of Michigan. They add a little. They lost Montez Perfect, who when at times, when Perfect was good, the Bengals' defense was pretty good. But Perfect wasn't good consistently on a long-term basis. But I think it showed them, you know, what an impact a good, solid middle linebacker can make. And I think Devin Bush makes a lot of sense here. He's quick. He's fast. He has a nose for the football. He goes everywhere over the all along the field. He can cover. He can stop the run. And I think that'd make a lot of sense for him uh, to go to Cincinnati, where he'd start day one and just completely be the leader of that Bengals defense. Agree. Uh, Devin Bush is my pick here for the Bengals. The Bengals are by far, in my opinion, the most interesting team in this draft um, come draft night. They could go a lot of different ways. They ranked last in nearly every category defensively last year. But I think if you're Zach Taylor, you have to look at how much time the Bengals and you know the Browns, you know the front office there, how much time they invested in Marvin Lewis and how much time they gave him to turn that ship around. So maybe if you're Zach Taylor, you look at this and say, I'm going to take my guy, my quarterback here, the guy I want to build my franchise around, and then you know we'll go through a couple losing seasons and build up the defense, build up that offensive line again. But maybe I just want to go all in on my guy. Um, you know, I could definitely see them doing that. But at the same time, I look at those defense categories, and I just can't shy away from how they were last in nearly every category. Um, you know, they they swung and missed on a few defense coordinator candidates, so. It, it's really, you know, the verdict's out on if they actually got their guy. Uh, so I think they just have to go out there and take a, a leader, a linebacker, someone who can quarterback that defense, and a nice young, talented player um, who comes from Big Ten, played in cold weather, in Devin Bush. Sorry. All right. All right. Um, Twelve, our Packers. Something the Packers have done, which they haven't done in the past, is they set up their draft board through free agency. There isn't... While they have a bunch of needs, there isn't a glaring hole in the Packers uh, roster right now that they need to absolutely fill. Um, so I think they're in a different position where they can take best player available here. And I think best player available with the highest upside right now is Ed Oliver at that position. He can play anywhere. Mike Pettin would love to have him. He's a Swiss Army knife. He can play almost anywhere the Packers have a need. Uh, and I think they would love to take Ed Oliver here. A little bit, a tiny bit of character concerns, which concerns me because I know Gutenkeist doesn't like to have character concerns. I mean, he cut um, Jermaine Whitehead after he had a uh, unnecessary roughness penalty. I think it was like Monday or Sunday night football. He cut him like the next day. So he does have a little bit of an issue with taking guys with small character concerns, but I don't think that matters here. When you see Ed Oliver on the board, who was potentially going to be the number one overall pick in this draft if he would have had a better season last year at Houston, um, you take him. Ed Oliver is the guy, and I think the Packers and Packer fans would be absolutely ecstatic to have Ed Oliver at number 12. 
Um, obviously, I would love Ed Oliver there. Obviously, I took it to Jacksonville early. Uh, but Ed Oliver would be insane, and he would add to that defense um, in ways that just make me absolutely drool and get really excited. Uh, but obviously, he's gone. Um, I'm not going with the sexy pick here that most Packer fans probably want. I would want someone like Hawkinson. I'd love a guy like Noah Fant. Um, you know, even a pass rusher. I love Brian Burns, and he's still on my board. But I'm just thinking like a Packer fan should think. The Packers aren't going to do what you think here. I'm going to take Cody Ford, uh, the guard out of Oklahoma. Now, yeah, when I see this pick go, if it does happen, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, come on. But then I'm going to get really excited and realize that this, this is a need that they need to fill. Uh, they need to protect Aaron Rodgers more. I mean, the third down pass uh, pass protection last year was absolutely embarrassing. And then it, it, you know, it made me absolutely throw up my food nearly every time I saw a sack on third down. I mean, you got to give Aaron Rodgers a chance. you got to give him some time. Cody Ford, in my opinion, is one of the best um, best players available, you know, as far as offensive line goes. Uh, you know, and I could see them definitely going this direction. Uh, so I'm going to take Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. All right, 13 Dolphins. Dolphins, I think, are really high on Tua or any other quarterbacks in the next draft. I think their plan this year is to sort of tank a little bit, and we saw that from the signing of Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, who's just going to hold you down for 16 games, win you a couple games here and there to keep the fans happy, but just make sure he'll hold it down. And, you know, he'll bring a little bit of excitement to the stadium at times. Uh, so I think if they're gonna, you know, sort of wait for Tua, they're gonna wait for one of these guys next year and hopefully get the number one pick. I think the best option would be is to get somebody who could protect your franchise quarterback. So that's why I would take Jonah Williams from Alabama, the offensive tackle. Uh, he's just day one starter. He let up one sack last year at Alabama, which is insanely tough versus SEC defenses. Um, go ahead and protect that offensive line. Protect your franchise quarterback that you draft next year and take Jonah Williams here at number 13. Yeah, I'm going to go with Christian Wilkins. Um, I think he's one of the best defense player, players on the board at this point. Um, you know, He's a big body, someone who's going to clog holes, make it easier on your linebackers. Um, and I think Miami's just trying to add to that defense. Obviously, when they lost to Dominican Sue last free agency um, you know, to the Rams, they were missing, missing a big body in the middle of that defense. Um, and I think they picked Christian Wilkins here to replace that. Uh, Brian Flores, defensive-minded coach, uh, coming back from New England. Um, you know, having a big body like Christian Wilkins just makes it easier on the entire defense, um, and he'll make an impact year one. Uh, so I think they go go that direction. All right, 14 with the Falcons here. Uh, they could go defense. I think defense would make a lot of sense. But Matt, Matt Ryan was sacked a lot last year. They need some help on that offensive line. So they go back-to-back -back tackles here, and they take Andre Dillard out of Washington State. Again, a very good day-one starter. Uh, this, this draft is pretty much loaded with offensive line talent, and I think a team like the Falcons could really use them. Again, offensive lineman is not a sexy pick with the first round. Fans really don't like it, um, but it makes a lot of sense. And Dillard's somebody who could start for the next 10 years for the Falcons and hold down that offensive line. So that makes sense. Protect your franchise with Matt Ryan and take Andre Dillard here at 14. I agree. I have Andre Dillard here as well. Uh, protect Matt Ryan. Uh, they could definitely go defense, like you said. Though they they need to, they have glaring holes in the defense. Uh, but protecting your franchise quarterback is you know second to none. 
uh, after finding your franchise quarterback. And I think they need to do that. Uh, he's getting older. He's not the most mobile guy in the world. He's not going to make plays with his legs. Uh, so protect him. Keep him keep him inside the pocket. Keep him safe. Keep, keep clean hits off of him. Uh, you know, and um, I think it's a simple, non-sexy pick here. Go with Andre Dillard. All right, 15, Redskins. Uh, Redskins do not have a quarterback right now. Right now, the plan is to start Colt McCoy, which has not worked out in the past. I know they absolutely love Colt McCoy here uh, in Washington, but he's not the answer at quarterback. Um, start Colt McCoy for the first couple of games, but then go ahead at pick 15 and take Daniel Jones, one of the most raw passers in the draft. Um, he's working with, I think, a quarterback coach who helped work with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, which is why the Giants are rumored to be high on him. But he's raw, he's tall, he's got the arm. I think he is. Um, he has a really good frame to fill out to be a good NFL quarterback. And I think it makes sense for the Redskins to sort of move on from Alex Smith. You don't know if he's ever going to play again. Uh, so go ahead and take your quarterback of the future. Somebody you really have a glaring need. So you don't have to go pick up a Mark Sanchez or a Josh Johnson to start. Um, go get Daniel Jones at 15 and you know, short, sort of sure up that quarterback position. I could definitely see them going here, and I could definitely see them being a team that could trade up for Dwayne Haskins, um, go all in on someone like that, go all in if the Cardinals were to shock people and not take Kyler Murray. I see I see them as a team who could trade for Josh Rosen. Yeah, oh, that definitely. They're open to all possibilities draft night, and it's another one of those teams, like I said with the Bengals, that's really interesting and it's going to impact the draft in ways. But I think at this point, Brian Burns is one of my favorite players in the draft. And I would love Green Bay to go get him. Uh, but I think uh, Washington, you know, they lost pass rush, obviously, with Preston Smith coming over to Green Bay. Um, and I think they upgraded big time with uh, taking Brian Burns here at 15. Uh, I think this is an easy pick. And um, Redskins fans will be very excited to get a really good pass rusher in Brian Burns from Florida State. All right, 16 Panthers. I'm taking Brian Burns here as well. Again, like Truman said, he's pretty much summed it up. One of the most interesting prospects in the draft. He's long, he's quick, he's got that speed rush. The Panthers could really use a little bit of help on their defense. Again, secondary is not great, so how do you fix the secondary? You go get good players in the secondary, or you take a good pass rush. And I think you add Brian Burns there, um, and you know you bring some heat off the edge there in the uh, NFC South. So I'm taking Brian Burns at 16. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rashawn Gary. I'm not as high as on Rashawn Gary as people are. Uh, you know, his lack of production last year at Michigan scared me, but he does have the talent. He does have the tools. And um, I'm going to go with Rashawn Gary there. Uh, you know, if if they get him in there and they get some good coaching under his belt, I think he can be a really, really, really good player. Um, you know, like I said, the lack of production at Michigan kind of scares me. But, you know, once you get to the NFL, you know, you got veteran presence. you got pro NFL coaches, people who have experience, it could really add to your tool belt, give him pass rushing ideas, and really add to the talent that he already has. Uh, you know, so I'm going to take Rashawn Gary there. they got to replace Hall of Famer and Julius Peppers. Um, they got to get a pass rush on that defense, and that would be big time. All right, 17, Giants. Again, this is a pick where they are rumored to take Daniel Jones. I don't think that's going to happen because I had him taking Haskins at 6. Um, so they could use... You know, a lot of things here. I think pass rusher, again, is going to be something they're looking at. They lost Vernon uh, this year to the Browns. Well, they traded him. Uh, so I think they take uh, Colin Farrell from Clemson. Yeah, Colleen. I have yeah. the same pick here. Uh, I don't want to say his name. I was just again, 
a pass rusher. Pass rushers are one of the biggest needs in the NFL, and Farrell had a great year with Clemson, helped them to win a championship. I think Farrell here makes sense for the Giants. Get a pass rush and help to share up that defense a little bit. I agree. Like I said, I have the same pick here. Uh, Farrell, I've heard he's a great leader. Um, I heard he was just an absolute you know, locker room guy, someone who's a really high character. Uh, you know, he, he had a lot of production. Giants, like like you, we have the same, you know, I have Haskins going to the Giants at six, so they get their quarterback, their leader on offense, and how about go get a future leader on defense and Farrell. Uh, I think this is an easy pick for the Giants. All right, 18, Vikings. They need a lot of help on the offensive line. I think Garrett Bradbury from NC State makes sense here. A very versatile guy. Um, a little bit of a reach, I think. I think he could easily fall later into the draft. I think he's a first-round pick, but I think he could be anywhere onto this board now. I think 18's a little high for him. But again, this is where the Vikings need to draft a position of need here. An interior offensive lineman is a huge need for them. Um, they had a lot of injuries the last couple of years in the interior of their offensive line. And I think Garrett Bradbury makes a lot of sense here. Uh, yeah, I have, John, I have Jonah Williams falling all the way here. Um, I think he is a player that shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't fall, and I don't know if he is going to fall draft night. Uh, like you said, he only gave up one sack, you know, last year with Alabama. Um, and I think the Vikings, this is such an obvious need and such a glaring hole. They've had offensive line issues there for way too long. And this first round, this is definitely where they need to go and fix it. Um, so I take Jonah Williams out of Alabama. All right, 19, Titans. So this is where I think this guy is going to fall and people are going to be ecstatic to get him. Uh, I think they take T.J. Hawkinson uh, right now, right here. Um, he is, like Truman said, he's been compared to George Kittle. One of the best players in the draft right now. I mean, you, there's opinions about him going top 10 like Truman had him. And I think the Titans could really use a playmaker like Hawkinson's. He can block. He can catch. He's pretty much everything you need uh, from a tight end. Delaney Walker is a good tight end, but he's getting old. Uh, and they drafted somebody last year, Jonu Smith, I think. And he's been hurt. He's been banged up. Uh, so go take Hawkinson's here. And this, again, another... Uh, Big year for the Titans. Do they move on from Mariota? What do they do? Give him a weapon so he can show you what he can do with a lot of good weapons around him and take Hawkinson's at 19. Yeah, I think uh, that'd be obviously a great pick for them. Um, I could easily see them going with his teammate, Noah Fant. Uh, but this is where I have my receivers coming off the board. Uh, the Titans need someone um, who can go on the outside, get vertical, get deep, pair with Corey Davis. Uh, it's this is an easy pick in my opinion. DK Metcalf uh, out of Ole Miss. Uh, you know he's not my favorite receiver in the draft. I think a lot of his numbers from the combine are bloated. Uh, but you know what? I think it's a perfect pick for the Titans. A perfect fill for need um, in uh, you know in giving these quarterbacks you know whether it's Tannehill or Mariota a weapon. And I think you put Metcalf opposite Corey Davis. Uh, you've got an immediately a, a, a talented offense there. All right, 20, Johnny Steelers, Johnny Glad Steelers. I think they'd be um, really excited to get this guy in here. They need secondary help. They take the best corner in Greedy Williams from LSU. He absolutely locked down A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf when he played Old Miss. Um, he is a really good long corner. The Steelers need corner help. They need defensive back help extremely bad. And they go back-to-back -back years taking defensive back help in the first round, and they take Greedy Williams at 20. 
easy pick here, Greedy Williams. I don't think Greedy Williams should fall this far. I'm very high on him. Um, you know, and I think the Steelers fans and Steelers Nation will be very, very happy to get Greedy Williams here at 20. Um, but I think he could easily be a top 15 pick. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think we both are right there. Uh, where are we at? Seahawks, 21. Uh, they go ahead and take the other Iowa tight end and Noah Fant. Uh, you saw what they could do when they had Jimmy Graham. He really helped them out in a lot. They haven't had a great tight end there the last couple of years. Um, Noah Fant makes a lot of sense. You sign Russell Wilson to a big contract. Go get some weapons around him other than Doug Baldwin and Lockett. Go get somebody who can stretch the middle of the field, who can take your passing game completely vertical. Go take Noah Fant, Noah Fant at 21. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Greg Little, uh, the offensive lineman out of Ole Miss. That's a reach. Really? I think so. Greg Little, in my opinion, could be a top 15 pick. All he right. could be a Packer pick. Uh, so watch what you're saying, you know. Uh, but I think Greg Little is a very talented player. Uh, another one, another offensive lineman in a deep, deep offensive lineman class. He's uh, you know, he's versatile. He can move around. Um, you know, he's very, very talented. And I think the Seahawks are just going to add to that offensive line. They had issues there for many years, but they looked a lot better last year. Uh, but I think Greg Little could be an easy pick um, here for the Seahawks at 21. 22, Ravens. Name me a Ravens wide receiver. You absolutely cannot. This is probably the most glaring need out of any team in the draft. They need a wide receiver like they need air to breathe. DK Metcalf makes a lot of sense here. They've brought him in a bunch of times for visits. They've been interviewing him a lot. Every pretty much mock draft I've seen, if DK Metcalf's available at this point, the Ravens take him. I think they easily go and get him. Again, he has a lot of upside. I'm not big, I'm not high on DK Metcalf. I think his numbers have been inflated. I think the whole body fat thing is a piece of crap. I don't believe in that at all. Uh, so I haven't taken DK Metcalf here because he has high potential and it would ex it would excite that fan base more than anything. So I think they go ahead and get DK at 22. Yeah, I have this being a Marquise Hollywood Brown pick uh, for the Ravens. Just like the Vikings' biggest glaring need is offensive line, there's no other more obvious glaring need than the Ravens needing a wide receiver. Um, I don't even know who their number one wide receiver is currently. Uh, but obviously Hollywood Brown would step in day one and be a very, very talented player for Lamar Jackson. And, you know, Mark Ingram and that fancy, fancy offense they've got over there uh, would just add more and more speed to an already fast offense. And I think if, this is an easy pick um, uh, for Ozzie Newsom and the Ravens. Right here, 23, uh, Texans. I haven't taken Cody Ford. They, Deshaun Watson, most sacked quarterback uh, in the league last year. They need offensive line help. Cody Ford's versatile. He can play tackle, guard, center, wherever you need him to play. Day one starter. Makes a lot of sense here at 23 for the Texans. Yeah, I have this. Another one, very glaring need for the Texans. They have to protect Deshaun Watson. And I think it's Eric McCoy, offensive lineman out of uh, Texas A&M. Another one in a deep, deep offensive lineman class. Uh, so this is an easy pick. you got to get out there and protect uh, Deshaun Watson. 24 Raiders, uh, their second of their three um, first-round picks. They take Byron Murphy out of Washington in the corner. They need some secondary help. Uh, they swung a miss on Conley a couple years ago. Conley's been okay. He hasn't been great. Um, they need some corner help, and I think they take Murphy here, who is you know going to step in, could possibly compete for a starting job, and uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. Uh, what's we're on the Ravens here? No, we're on the Raiders. Raiders. The twenty four. Raiders. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we. I have the Raiders going a lot of different directions here. Um, but I have them. Um, you know, a lot of mock drafts have this happening. Josh Jacobs, running back out of Alabama. Uh, he's believed to be the only first round running back. Um, you know, worth the first round pick. Uh, the Raven. The Raiders. Raiders have three first round picks, so why not use one on him? Obviously, Marshawn Lynch did not, you know, in that entire backfield did not get very much production. Did not help um, Derek Carr very much. Uh, so I think Mike Mayock uh, goes and gets his future running back in Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. All right, 25 Eagles. They have brought in the most offense and most defensive linemen out of any team for visits. I think Wilkins here makes a lot of sense. Wilkins from uh, Clemson, Christian Wilkins. Uh, ben is stable on that defensive line for Clemson the last couple of years. Played in almost every championship game for them, and he has made big plays up and down the board. He can play anywhere. You saw that um, in the spring game last year. They lined him up as like a deep linebacker, outside linebacker, almost at a corner nickel safety spot, and he blitzed. Obviously, it was like a joke type of thing, but he actually created some sort of pressure. Um, so you could just see his athleticism. The Eagles lost Bennett. Um, they need some defensive linemen help, and I think you know that's how they won the Super Bowl with defensive line. Uh, and I think Wilkins makes sense here. You want to fix your run game? Uh, you go and get Garrett, Garrett Bradbury, um, another offensive lineman. Uh, you know the Eagles obviously have issues running the ball. They you know they have a talented center there and Kelsey, um, some other uh, some other talented players on that offensive line of it. But they need to have an interior offensive lineman to make an impact in that run game. They got Jer Jordan Howard. They got some other pieces. Uh, but a young, nice offensive lineman in Garrett Bradbury would be a very, very solid pick here for Philadelphia. I'm sure those fans would love to boo this one off the stage, but I think they'd be very, very happy in the production um, that they get in the run game after taking Bradbury. All right, uh, Colts. Um, Colts need a wide receiver. They need somebody to pair along T.Y. Hilton. Uh, they had a great draft last year. Why not build on that by taking Marquise Hollywood Brown out of Oklahoma? An absolute playmaker to put alongside T.Y. Hilton would be a big help for not only Andrew Luck, but also T.Y. Hilton, who's tired of getting double guarded every single game. Get Marquise Brown, complete that offense, add a weapon to Andrew Luck, and I think the Colts could absolutely take off by adding somebody like Brown here at 26. Uh, I got A.J. Brown as well. Um... Easy pick here. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's a big slot receiver uh, for the Colts, and I think you know you put him with T.Y. Hilton, that would make this offense really, really shine. Uh, like I said, you know, if if you're the Colts here, you kind of look for best player available because you already have a really talented team. Uh, but you know that that second, you know, getting a wide receiver, adding more and more weapons to Andrew Luck, in my opinion, is really important. You have a really improved offensive line. You have some nice pieces in the backfield. Uh, you know, you have a defense that you could probably make some picks here. Uh, but I think the Colts could easily go here um, and take AJ Brown out of Ole Miss. All right, uh, twenty-seven. We have the Raiders. Three of three first-round picks. Staying where Truman stayed, and they're taking Josh Jacobs from Alabama. They have, their running back room right now is Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin. Um, Lynch is out of the league almost. His, his prime is way past him. He's a fun fan favorite, but he's just not a productive back anymore. And God knows what Doug Martin's going to provide you with. So go take somebody who is the only first-round rated running back from Alabama. Had a great year last year. And, you know, change that offense up a little bit. Take some pressure off of Derek Carr and take Jacobs at 27.
Yeah, I think there's a lot of picks the Raiders can make here at 27. It's just another fun pick for them because they have three first-round picks. Uh, I think they're going to take Byron Murphy, the cornerback, out of Washington. So we basically just had the same thing. Yeah, just flipped. Just flipped. Uh, so I think Byron Murphy's a really good player. Uh, you know, he can play, you know, really good in, um, in zone coverage. Uh, he was very, very good for Washington last year. Uh, you know, he's very aggressive. Uh, you know, the Raiders have not had a lot of interceptions the past few years. They need a playmaker in that secondary, and I think this is a position where they go and get uh, Murphy out of Washington, and they're very, very happy with their three first-round picks. Definitely. 28 Chargers. A lot of different places they could go here, and I think they take the best corner on the board with DeAndre Baker out of Georgia. Not an extremely deep quarter cornerback draft, um, but Baker is easily worth a first-round pick, and I think you pair him alongside Hayward. Verrett's had some injuries. Makes sense here. You also got Derwin James being that center fielder. Go ahead and take Baker out of Georgia. I have Baker as well um, here to the Chargers. This is somewhere where they can go, you know, just they're, they're in past drafts a team that is by far best player available. Uh, but I don't know. I'm very high on DeAndre Baker. I think these corners are kind of underrated in this draft. Uh, so I'm going to go DeAndre Baker here for the Chargers at uh, 28. All right, 29 Chiefs. Uh, they could use a lot of different things here. Possibly a wide receiver I could see. You know, you don't know what's going on with Tyreek Hill and his legal things. Um, and they really don't have a fantastic number two. Watkins is okay. Um, I think they take Dexter Lawrence from Clemson. Somebody who is a fringe first-round pick, early second round. But again was a star on that Clemson defensive line, which had a lot of first-round talent. I mean, you look, Farrell, uh, Wilkins, and now uh, Lawrence, he was playing with a lot of great guys, and he still was producing. The Chiefs could use somebody like that. You know, they lost D. Ford. Add a little bit to that pass rush and pick Lawrence at 29. Yeah, I mean, they're in a good... Uh, position uh, to you know make a pick you know obviously they're really talented uh, you know and they can you know they'll go they're they're a Super Bowl contender whether you know this first pick uh, you know it goes far or not um, you know so I think that Dexter Lawrence though is a consistent pick what's the guy's name from Mississippi State that's sitting out of here Simmons yeah Simmons this that's a pick that I could definitely see them making it's kind of what I was trying to get at but I'm just going to go with Dexter Lawrence just because you have to wait a year with Simmons. But you could definitely do that in Kansas City because they're so talented. Uh, but I think that, you know, this is an easy pick for, you know, the, the Chiefs. They need to add to that interior, and it will definitely help them in games against the Patriots when Sonny Michelle's running the ball all over you. All right, 30, Packers, second first-round pick here. Uh, a lot of different places they can go. I think they take Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Out of Florida, the safety. They got Amos. They really don't have a clear-cut number two safety there. Uh, Gardner-Johnson makes a lot of sense here. I also see them possibly taking a wide receiver here in A.J. Brown um, and then taking Thornhill out of Virginia in the second round. But I think you could go either way here, and I'm going to just roll the dice here that they take uh, C.J. C.G.J. Uh, in the first round here at 30. Yeah, I'm going to go with no fan. Um, I'm very high on him. Uh, you know, Jimmy Graham is is someone I think is going to thrive in his second year in Green Bay. I'm very hopeful on it, at least. Uh, but I think no fan's best player available here. And, you know, I'm not super high on them drafting two offensive players with these two first-round picks. 
but I would be kind of very excited, and you need to provide Aaron Rodgers more and more weapons, and, you know, if you add a tight end room of Fant and uh, Jimmy Graham, I think Aaron Rodgers would be very, very happy, and you go and get your offensive lineman at the 12th pick, uh, but I, you know, I definitely see this being um, a possibility for Green Bay, but then pick 44 has got to be defense. Yeah. All right, 31, Rams. They are very high on Garrett Bradbury, but I just do not believe he'll last that long. So I think they take the best interior offensive lineman here with Chris Lindstrom from Boston College. Uh, a little bit of an undervalued pick just because Boston College isn't you know closely looked at. But they had a very good year last year, and I think Lindstrom was a part of that. And they need some help in that interior. Add to that, add some really good young talent. Somebody who is going to start day one and, again, going to hold down that offensive line for 10 to 12 years. That's what you're looking for. And I think Lindstrom protects Jared Goff, protects that franchise, protects Todd Gurley from ever getting banged up again. Uh, and I think Lindstrom makes a lot of sense at 31. The Rams are another team like the Chiefs that can wait a year, um, you know, if they need to. And this is a pick that absolutely scares the crap out of me. Jeffrey Simmons is a top five pick if healthy, if he didn't have to sit out a year. He's you, got like a heart thing, right? And he, uh, he tore his ACL. Oh, but who am I thinking? He's got the heart problem. Sweat. Okay. But uh, if if he fell all the way here, and the Rams had to sit on him for a year, and then he comes back and is his top five self, and you pair him with Aaron Donald, that is extremely scary. And um, I think it's something that the Rams would love to do. And I think Jeffrey Simmons would be a great value pick here at thirty-one. All right, 32, last pick of the draft. We have the New England Patriots. If Fant or Hawkinson somehow falls, I could see the Patriots doing something they never do, and that's trading up to get one of them, and that would make a lot of sense to replace Rob Gronkowski. But in my board, they don't, and Hawkinson and Fant are completely off the board at this point. Uh, I think Irv Smith at 32 would make sense, but I don't think he'll fall. I don't think, not fall, I don't think they'll reach that far for him. They lost Chris Hogan. They lost Josh Gordon. They need to. They need a wide receiver. Take Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State. One of the, I think, the tallest wide receiver in the draft. One of them. Um, he adds, you know, a lot of good playmaking abilities. Just a raw, absolute raw prospect who struggles with route running, but I think makes sense here. He has great hands and he can catch the ball uh, when it's thrown up to him. Go get Hakeem Butler. Go add some talent to that outside, and then wait a little bit. And I think they're the Patriots. They'll find some talent at the tight end position later on in the draft. Yeah, I am going to be interesting here, and I'm going to take Daniel Jones, the quarterback out of Duke. Uh, I think that he's a could be the replacement for Tom Brady. He kind of reminds me of a Patriots quarterback, and he sits two to three years behind Tom Brady. And there's your guy. Uh, this could easily be a trade up pick. If some teams, you know, really wants Drew Locke, some team really wants Daniel Jones. You don't have Drew Locke. You do. No. The Patriots could easily trade back and, you know, uh, one of the teams gets their quarterback. Uh, But I have, I definitely have the Patriots drafting Daniel Jones here. I just feel like he's a Patriot, and I don't know why. I feel like the Patriots, a little bit later in the draft, would take a shot on Ryan Finley out of NC State. I think that would make sense. I think he's also sort of a Patriots looking type of guy, but who knows. So that's our mock draft. That's our first round. Um, ton of talent then left in the second round. I mean, there's a lot of players teams could go after. Uh, but that's it for our first round mock draft. Um, we thank you for listening today. That's our show. Thank you to our sponsor, D's Home Cuts. We ask that you go into iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen. 
give us five stars, rate, review us, subscribe, write a comment, telling us how much you like the show. Other than that, though, follow us also on Twitter at TNTSportsTalk12. Send us questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want. If you want to be a guest, our DMs are always open on the Twitter. Uh, but that's it today. Tune in on Thursday. That is the night, the day of the draft. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit of draft, but not as much. Um, possibly have an interview for you on Thursday. No, we're going to have an interview on Thursday. We're, Guaranteed. we're guaranteeing it. Last couple interviews haven't worked out, um, and I think that's because we're not staying positive about it. We're going to stay positive, guarantee interview on Thursday. Um, but we'll also have a lot to talk about with the NBA playoffs. But other than that, have a great day, and tune in on Thursday. Go Bucks and go Packers.